What is up, guys? Welcome to another Young Adults Podcast. We're here today, excited for this one. So, make sure you sit back, relax, keep your eyes on the steering wheel, and enjoy today's podcast. But, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at YA underscore Power of Love. And also, don't forget you can email us at T-P-O-L-C-Y-A at gmail.com. So, Make sure you also like, share, subscribe to this podcast, and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Let us know what you want to hear less of, a.k.a. Victoria singing. Are you kidding me? Oh, you know. I'm just, I speaking say. of Victoria, I'm here with... What's up, guys? Oh, my me, gosh. Courtney. No, I'm not here with Victoria. you. Victoria. I'm not here with any of y'all. <laughs> Oof. They, they ruined this intro. Just kidding. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey. Praise him. <laughs> Courtney, so, what are we talking about Courtney, today? what are we talking about today, Courtney? So today we're going to be talking about the word of God, about how the word of God shapes our doctrine and how we as believers, we set our faith on the word and we do not bow our doctrine to the things that we see in the world. We don't let our experiences shape what we believe and who our God is because of, you know, things that we may see in our life. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, a lot of things today, but I think the big thing that we want to hit home just to introduce is that, yeah, there's a lot of false doctrine. There's a lot of, um, you know, doctrines that are shaped by experiences, but we want to, you know, really drive home that the word of God is final authority in our lives. And so as Christians, setting our beliefs and, and basically, you know, Making your beliefs set on the word of God so that you never bow to anything else but the word is what we want to talk about today. So, um, so yeah, Victoria, you want to? Yeah. Us off? So definitely, this is something that is so important. I know for me personally, this is something the Lord has really enlightened me on because it's something that I've really walked through. You know, as far as being someone who did grow up in church. And, you know, I was around a lot of Christians, you know, and it's so important to understand that everything you believe in life and everything that you believe about who God is, is shaped by things we experience, things we see. But, you know, it's so important that we, we don't let those things tell us who God is. God is who he says he is in his word. And, you know, I think it's easy to kind of let our guard down whenever we're around Christians or whenever we go to church. Um, But, you know, for me personally, I had a lot of areas in my life, um, even though I was in church, I had a lot of areas that I lacked revelation of God's word. Even though I had heard scriptures about certain things, I lacked revelation in a lot of areas. And wherever you lack light, which is revelation of God's word, the devil is able to come in and tell you lies and, and, or you're able to see experiences that other Christians have and you then make that part of your doctrine, you know? And that's why it's so, so important that we allow God's word to shape what we believe regardless of everyone else, even t- good testimonies. You know, you may hear a negative testimony or see a Christian who, who, you know, struggles with something or whatever it may be, or you may hear a testimony of someone getting healed and delivered, regardless of whether the testimony is good or bad, you cannot stand on someone else's testimony, on someone else's experience. When you go to God, the only thing that we can stand on is the authority of his word. The Bible says that he honors his word above his name. And the Bible says that he cannot deny himself. So when you come to God standing on his word, he cannot deny you. And so this is you know, something so personal for me because I, I grew up after 
actually. Um, I think I talked about this in a previous podcast. We were talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, because, you know, I was, the, the devil had me very deceived because I had never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so every time I heard preaching on it or I saw people doing it, I had almost a guard up because I had never experienced it. It was very, very difficult for me to believe that it was true. It was very difficult for me to receive it because I had never personally experienced it. But it's so important to understand that just because you haven't experienced something doesn't mean that God's word concerning that subject is not true. You know, just because you've never prayed in tongues doesn't mean that praying in tongues is not for today. That doesn't mean that it died with the last apostle because it actually hasn't. God's word is true. And if you allow his word to shape your doctrine, then you'll, you'll find that out. And, and, you know, when I started listening to preaching on the full counsel of God's word, you know, preaching on every, every doctrine of the Bible, you know, I was actually very humbled before the Lord because I, I began to realize most of what I believed, you know, other than salvation and things like that, but a lot of what I believed actually was totally unbiblical. And when I realized that, you know, it, it's very easy. And I think a lot of us do get tempted to get, to get offended and kind of shy away from things we haven't experienced. Well, I've never been healed. So I just don't know if I can believe that that's true. Um, you know, but whenever we approach God's word with humility and, and, and with reverence and with honor that Lord, I want to believe what's right. I want to believe what's true, you know, and, and then when I, when I heard God's word, you know, if you can show me out of God's word, I will change everything I believe to line up with God's word. And that's exactly what I did a few years ago. I changed all my doctrines. I changed everything I believed to line up with God's word. I began to believe that Jesus Christ was a healer, even though prior to that, I was sick all the time. I would always get sick and all these kind of things. But when I saw it out of God's word, I changed all my doctrine, everything I was believing to line up with God's word. And, you know, you have to understand that don't, you can't, base your doctrine off of what everyone is attacking. You know, people attack the prosperity message. People attack the faith message. People attack these kind of things because the devil knows that there's so much power in these revelations. There's so much available to you when you receive revelation concerning these things. And, you know, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, even um, I was listening to him preaching the other day, and he was saying how every powerful revelation from God actually has a rock of offense that you have to get over first. And so a lot of people stumble upon the rock of offense. But whenever we come to God's word in humility and honor his word and receive revelation, then we, then we can, we can understand what is true, regardless of what you've experienced, regardless of maybe this person is, is struggling with sin. You know, just an example, someone may come to the altar and get born again. And then you see them outside smoking a cigarette. Does that mean that it's a lie that the power of sin is broken by what Jesus did? No, it's still true that the power of sin is broken. Just because someone hasn't experienced a full revelation of that yet doesn't mean that all of a sudden you change your doctrine to think that the power of sin has not been broken when you're born again, because the Bible teaches us that sin no longer has dominion over us, that when you're born again, you're a new creature, that the blood of Jesus has broken the curse of sin. So, you know, just because you see things, I just encourage you, guard yourself, guard yourself by hiding God's word in your heart and sitting under preaching that is full of the word. If you can't find it in the word, throw it out of your doctrine. If you can't find it in the word, throw it out of your doctrine. And if you can find it in the word, you should definitely make that what you believe and what you base your life on. That's good. Well, um, with that, uh, setting the foundation of the, the word as our authority, you know, I want to I wanna go, if you have your Bibles or if you're driving or working out or whatever, um, 
don't pull out your Bible now, but take note. Um, we're going to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And actually, I'm going to read the whole chapter because it's really good. But, but what, this, you know, what Paul, do, what Paul is, is saying here in this chapter is he's, he's warning uh, Timothy, a pastor, you know, hey, um, in, in these last days, we need to guard ourselves. We need to stay alert. We need to be uh, cognizant of the Antichrist spirit, the spirit of this world that comes in to, you know, dull and deceive and even, you know, turn people away from the faith. And so I, I want to read this. So let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, um, verse 1. So it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lo lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And it says in verse five, having a form of godliness, but denying its power for from such people turn away. Paul's warning, warning us here, you know, there's, there are people in our days, Christians, believers and unbelievers that, you know, may look like they're religious, may look like that, you know, they go to church, they're in church, but there is a denying of the power of God. They he carry says, that form of godliness. Yeah, they carry a form of godliness, it says, but they deny the power of God. They deny his presence. They deny the Holy Spirit to work and to, to, to do God's will in their life. He said, avoid these people, turn away from them for they're toxic. And so it says in verse six, going forward, for of this sort, those who creep into households. So, you know, notice what he says, that these people, you know, really, and these people, I'll, I'll talk about this later, but they're, you know, people that are deceived by, by the devil. It says uh, they creep into households. You know, the devil will use whatever. Victoria was saying something earlier. Uh, you know, when we give the devil one inch, he'll take one mile. He'll take one mile. You, you can let that devil come and creep in with one false lie, one false doctrine. And, yeah. and you know, uh, the, whole, the whole pot's soiled. You know, like you can let one drop of dirt into a, a water bottle. The whole thing's ruined now. So you, you let one false thing creep in the households. And it says in verse six, going forward, make captives of gullible woman and loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. It says in verse seven, you're always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. And I, I like what it says in, um, in, in the Amplified. It says forever inquiring and getting information, but never being able to arrive at the knowledge of truth. You know, that's how sad is that? That, you know, uh, many people at, being deceived by lies of the enemy can always be, you know, getting information from the word as like a textbook, but until that the Holy Spirit, instead of the spirit of the enemy, the deceiver, um, it says you can never, you know, come to that full understanding of the truth of God's word. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to keep people down, wants to keep people low, keep people from fully having everything that God has for them. But going, going further, it says in verse 10, you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love and perseverance, persecutions, afflictions that happened to me at 
uh, Inconium and Lystra, what per persecutions I've endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. You know, Paul's talking, yeah, I, ha I had some things that, that went on in my life, um, you know, but, but you've, stuck, you've stuck to my doctrine. You've, you've stuck to this doctrine of the, of the gospel. You've stuck with faith. You've stuck with persevering. You've stuck with the love. And out of, you know, out of all the things that I've experienced in my life, the Lord has delivered me of them all. And so, you know, uh, and I'm going to skip a couple of verses, but going to verse 13, it says, evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse. In these days, Paul's warning us, perilous times are coming. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, be exposed to many things and many people and imposters are going to grow worse and worse. They're deceiving and they're being deceived. Not only is the devil deceiving them, but they are going to be people out there that we need to guard against and be warned about that are going to try to deceive the people of God. That's you. That's me. And it says, you know, in verse 14, but you must continue in these things which you have learned. We must continue in this word. We must c continue in the good news and the gospel and the truth and the things that you've learned and been assured of, knowing from what you've learned them, and that from the childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, and the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what the Bible does. That's what the word of God does. So, you know, even though we're, I'm, I'm talking about all these things about, you know, deception, about being deceived, about how in these times we're being warned that there are going to be false doctrines, that there's going to be um, false, you know, teachers even. There's going to be people um, of the world that are going to be speaking out against the word of God, but we need to be able to, to, you know, say, I can be equipped. The scripture, the word of God is inspired by God. It is God's breath. It is the life of God that's spoken and we can hold fast to the word of God and know that it actually makes us wise. It makes us above our peers. It makes us above in this world and it, and it instructs us. It's a, it keeps our doctrine in check. And I loved what Victoria said earlier you know, we want to make sure that if there's anything that we believe that really goes against the word of God, that we throw it out. But we make sure that the word of God, and we're humbled before the word of God, we're humbled and submitted to it, essentially, that um, that we are able to say, you know, I, I don't believe this way, but I want to, because I know that this scripture is profitable, profitable for me, and it makes me complete, and it equips me for for every good work. And so, you know, just to close with, I know that was a, a big chapter and there was a lot to say there, but, you know, big thing, big takeaway is that, you know, there are gonna be people, imposters, there are gonna be things that you hear um, that we can't, we can't shape our doctrine, but yeah. we take the word of God and we submit to the word, we submit to it. And in James four, I'm gonna try to flip there really quick. James four, Verse six and seven, it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know, God 
gives grace to the humble. He's going to give you grace to understand this word. And he gives you grace to, to be able to take this word and, you know, receive it by faith. Receive this as truth. Receive it as final authority for your life. When you submit to God, submit to his word, and you put yourself into submission to it, he, you know, he ensures in this word that when you submit to God you, and you resist to the devil, he's going to flee from you. And so, you know, we're going to probably begin talking a little bit about how in our lives, when we don't bow to doctrine, we don't bow to, uh, uh, you know, things of our experiences and things of this world, the enemy has no hold on you. He's defeated. Why? Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so we submit to this truth. We submit to this doctrine and we let how we let God's word fully, um, you know, shape the way that we think from now on. It says in First uh, Peter that the adversary, the enemy, is actually roaming about like a lion. He's looking. He's looking around to see who he can devour, it says, which is like, oh my gosh, that's crazy that the enemy is, is still prowling around trying to look. But no, it's not for the believer because the Bible says in First in, um, John that the evil one touches him not, touches the born again believer not. We can have confidence that the enemy and his ways don't have to affect us in our life. And the Bible tells us these things and we can stand firm on them and know that we don't have to, you know, we don't have to bow. We don't have to bow to the enemy and we don't have to stay defeated in life. Yeah. And I, I just want to go back to uh, kind of just touch on Second uh, Timothy 3, 5. Uh, this is actually a big scripture and me and uh, Pastor Sandy actually talk about this scripture a lot, which is uh, it talks about people having the form of godliness but denying its power. And, you know, it, it, Pastor Jesse says during his teachings a lot of time, he goes, you need, to, you need to go home, you need to meditate, you need to find this out for yourself. Be, and that's, it's, that's just not with Pastor Jesse teaching, but that's with everything, you know. Even if you attend, no matter what church you attend, you know, it, uh, anybody can say or any pastor can say what they want to say but everything your truth has to be found in the word like you're not going you're not going to your, your church and your pastor's not making your doctrine but he's you're supposed to keep on the word the word is uh, is is what gonna ha is the word is gonna have the final say in everything you know because the, the word is true and it, and it says um it says uh you must continue second timothy 3 14 yet you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart, being assured by God that he's the one who has truly taught you all these things, you know, you have to have the, that's why it's so important to always have the word in you and to always be in the word, because then when you have the word inside your heart, you know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit's going to reveal that when something's not right, or when you hear something, you, I've, I've been in services before where I'm sitting there and somebody says something and didn't really check right and that's because the holy spirit was revealing to me that that's not really true you go back right. you look at it later and it's like okay that didn't add up you know mm -hmm. so that's why it's always important to have the word like the bible says wrapped in your heart because when something comes that way you won't yeah. be taken as a scrub and you won't be <laughs> sorry <laughs> you won't be taken as a you won't be deceived and you you'll know and you won't be you won't be going off the wayside because now these days especially with social media and like uh, can, we always talk about contemporary Christianity, but you know, every everything sounds good and everything looks good, mm -hmm. but evil doesn't always look bad. Evil's not going to look terrible. It says, uh, it's slipping my tongue. The Bible says Lucifer is like, uh, like he's not an ugly, uh, he's not an ugly guy, you know. But he was, he was an angel. He disguises as an angel of light. Is that what? Yeah, you're yeah, saying? yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of, but 
But, you know, evil, does, even Disguise. even in the world, you know, it's not going to come say and just announce, oh, I'm evil. And it's not going right. to announce, oh, I'm here right. and I'm going to deceive you and I'm going to be mischief and not, so I'm going to make this good. sound like this way. But it's going to come in like it says uh, it's in verse six. Right after that scripture says, for of this sort are those who creep into households. Yeah. It's not just going to come knocking on your door saying, hey, I'm here to take you over, but it's going to come in and creep. Why do people creep? Why do you, like, <laughs> why do you, why does, why is there such thing as being sneaky or like, like in the middle of the night, me personally, when, you know, people are asleep and I want to go into the fridge, why do I creep in the fridge? Because why do I like walk slowly? It's because I want to make it unknown, my presence unknown. And it's the same, that was a really weird analogy, but <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's going to, it says, for of this sort, those who creep into the households and make captives of gullible women loaded with uh, with these sins, it's uh, it's literally talking about creeping in because once you give a foot, once once you give a foothold to something, it's just gonna want to take a more. It's just gonna want to take more. It's gonna want to take more. The devil will take you as farther than you ever wanted to go, and that and if you give one door to him, you start getting on a slippery slope, you know. So that's why you always have to keep your word in your heart. Because then you'll be protected from all these false kind of creepy things coming into your world. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, and it's good for us to be aware of this, not to, you know. Uh, Always be scared. It's not like you shouldn't be scared like, oh, my gosh, what's creeping around me? What's creeping around me? But no, it's not so that you could be scared, but it's so you, you know and you won't be deceived. You shouldn't right, always exactly. walk around in fear. Right. And so that you're not deceived and that you're aware of what it's, it's so important to be aware of what are the end times that we're living in are going to be life that we can, ex, we can be the ones to expose that, you know, to be the light in the darkness. We can see exactly what's happening. We can look around as believers in this world and know, I know what's up. And so, you know, to kind of continue on that point, it says in second Timothy four, for the time will come verse three, for the time will come when there will not, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their desires because they have itching ears. It talks about how, um, you know, people in these days are, are have itching ears. They have, they have itching ears for something pleasing and gratifying that they're going to gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors that they hold. You know, uh, the Bible talks about the spirit of light and the spirit of error. And, you know, when we're aware of these things, that when we when we know that there are different spirits and that there is a discernment of spirits. We can be able to, you know, be aware and know that, hey, you know, in these days we're going to see people conforming their doctrines because they may just want to satisfy their, what their own doctrine is. And it's, and it's good to, you know, right. And people and, fit their, their doctrine and their preaching into their experiences. I know I I've been so shocked lately. I feel like we, you know, we know we're living in the last days. Like when I hear ministers saying things that blatantly go against scripture, that blatantly go against the ministry of right. Jesus Christ, it is very scary, but it's good when you have God's word in your heart. Cause you can know and recognize that those things. And, you know, I do want to encourage everyone who's listening it's very, very important to be careful the preaching you sit under. The Jesus that you have preached to you is the Jesus that will manifest in your life. The book of Titus chapter one says that God manifests his word through preaching. What you have preached to you is what will manifest in your life. The Bible also says that God confirms his word. So whatever you're listening to, whatever you're having preached to you is gonna be confirmed and made good in your life. So if you're sitting under doctrine, 
that, you know, is, is all about how, you know, you will never fully be free. You'll, God may not heal you, all these kinds of things, which blatantly goes against the ministry of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and clearly that's a doctrine that has been shaped by that person's personal experience, which has no weight with God, you know, experience has carries no weight, you know, and so it's so important that we recognize what we're sitting under, because if you have a, a weak Jesus preached to you, then you will never get free. You will never be delivered from bondage. But when you sit under preaching of the unadulterated full counsel of God's word, that's when Jesus shows up. The Jesus that is preached to you, the Jesus that is a deliverer, the Jesus that is a healer, the Jesus that loves you so much and shed his blood for you. That's the Jesus that will begin to manifest in your life. And this is so real to me because, you know, we hear a lot of people's testimonies and, you know, we all go through things. We've all battled things in life. Um, but you know, I can honestly say for myself, the more I've gotten to know Jesus Christ, I can honestly say that I am more free, more full of joy than I ever thought possible. And you know, it, it's so interesting when I hear people talk about how difficult Christianity is and how you'll never fully be free and all of these kinds of things, because you know, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, he, he delivered all. He healed all. He, Jesus loves people so much. He was so compassionate, so full of power. He was so moved to heal everyone who was broken, to make whole everyone who was, who was sick and hurting. You know, even the man at the pool of Bethesda, he tells the man, get up and walk. And it says immediately that man was made whole. And you know, that word connotates total well-being, total freedom, total peace. And you know, so that's why it's so so important. You know, what, what you believe, who you believe Jesus Christ to be is what you will experience in your life. And, you know, it's very easy, you know, obviously, cause you know, for me personally, I had been, I wasn't really experiencing the fullness of who Jesus was, but, and if you're not, if you are going through something, you know, that's okay, but we need to not let our doctrine bow. That's what we've been talking about. Don't bow your knee to the devil that the devil wants exactly for you to go through an attack and change your doctrine to fit your attack and say, oh, well, this must not be true because I experienced X, Y, Z. And you know, that's exactly what the devil wants because as soon as you bow your knee, as soon as you change your doctrine, you lose all hope of getting free. You lose all hope as soon as you bow your knee, which is why the story in the book of Daniel chapter three is so powerful. The, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they did not bow their knee to the God of this world, they were not burned. They were not able to be burned because they were made out of a substance that was, that could not be burned. They were made out of a different kind of substance. When you hold God's word so tightly in your heart and you refuse to let what other people are saying, even ministers, you need to try everything you're hearing against God's word. You know, when you don't allow, when you don't bow your knee to those lies of the enemy, you become undefeatable, indestructible in life, and you will get the victory. You may be going through something right now, but I'm telling you, if you hold fast to the word of God, you will see victory and you will experience total freedom. I've experienced, I know I've experienced it. I want to tell you a a good testimony, a good testimony that, that following Jesus Christ is a life of freedom, a life of victory, a life of joy, a life of peace. It is a good life. It is an abundant life. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It is wonderful to serve Jesus Christ. It is wonderful to 
to know him and to love him. Loving Jesus and knowing him has literally brought such freedom and joy to our lives. And that's why we want to talk about this. And that that's the, that's the ministry of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He healed all. The Bible says God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power. The kingdom of God is about power. You know, those things always go together. Bowing your knee, changing your doctrine and lack of power, which is why I'm that scripture Georgie brought out, you know, um, those who have the form of godliness, but did not deny the power. As soon as you deny the power, the the delivering, saving power, the power that makes you godly and righteous, as soon as you deny that power, you will get into false doctrine because you can't uphold the doctrine of Jesus without power. Jesus was anointed with power. He went around healing all, delivering all who were oppressed by the devil. All. He's, He's a deliverer. He said to the man in Matthew, chapter 8, I am willing, be thou made whole, be cleansed, be free from your oppression. I am willing. That's what Jesus said. He says, I am willing. I am a deliverer. I am a healer. And so when you believe that about Jesus, that's what the Bible teaches. We have to hold to the Bible regardless of what's going on, in, especially in the last days, regardless of what yeah. you see. And that that's what changed my life when I realized that all my experiences were shaping my doctrine because I lacked revelation of God's word because I had never prayed in tongues because I was sick all the time because I was whatever I just believed all that that was God's will but you know you have to understand that God's word is true regardless of what's going on God's word is true and when you stick to his word it will manifest in your life um, and if I don't know if y'all have a couple things to add to that but I, I did want to share on one other thing is that you know you judge a doctrine by its fruit so you know, you can tear, you can talk smack about doctrine, but look at the fruit. If the fruit lines up with the Bible, it's good doctrine. So this is a good example. Um, many of you probably know Dr. Um, oh no, not Dr. Uh, Bishop David Oyedepo. He has one of the largest churches on planet earth. I want to say it's maybe the third largest and, um, Edaboy has the largest. Um, I'm going to read you something that is his doctrine. And then I'm going to tell you the fruit that it has brought in in his ministry. He said, your healing and my healing have been paid for. So it will be ignorance to pay for something that Christ has already paid for. Study God's word to see proof and apply your faith to it. Another quote he says is, um, when your awareness of your authority over the kingdom of darkness becomes real, you will announce it and establish your dominion. Another thing he says, your God-given purchased and guaranteed right to health is expressly stated in God's word. He openly declared his plan for your for your being and health so clearly that it is easily understandable. Search the God's word to see God's plan for your health. So these are, this is his doctrines. They're very strong, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, wow, that's, I mean, I had never heard things like that. But what is the fruit of his ministry. Just last month, they had someone raised from the dead. They have people raised from the dead all the time. They have people healed all the time. They have, they have literally, they're multiplied, their members, their church is growing like never before. People are being delivered from demonic oppression left and right. It looks exactly to me like Jesus's ministry here on earth. So when I see that, well, I you, like that doctrine. If you that lines up with the Bible. All his quotes, I mean, all of them pointed back to the word. Right. They're it, all they're biblical, all back. Backed up by what Jesus said. Because then that's, and that's exactly what that form of godliness scripture was talking about. Like there's so many, you see so many quotes and so many uh, like messages from these, a lot of these pastors, 
But there's no scripture to back no it. No scripture. No scripture to back yeah. it. Sure. But it, it's all about the fruit. What What is the fruit that that the ministry or the man of, or woman of God is producing? Right. If the congregation is defeated and 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 everything, there are no breakthroughs. There's no testimonies of healing. There's no miracle signs and wonders. Good doctrine always has miracle signs, wonders, and people living in victory. Yeah. And we uh so, we like to brag on the if you have do not attend and you are in Houston, Texas, the Power of Love Church. We have. Have an amazing, amazing Pastor Sandy's and pa- Pastor Sandy, Pastor George, Pastor Jesse, Pastor Martha, amazing people to look at in the face. I mean, they are awesome. Like all a, word, they're all word. Everything they lead say by word. example. They're uncompromised, and the fruit shows in the, it's con- in the it congregation does. regardless yeah. of what they've been through because you know they've been through stuff we've been through stuff that yeah. doesn't mean you change your doctrine to, to go along with what's happened just because and i just want to encourage anyone to listen just because you've maybe been attacked you've gone through an attack that doesn't mean that you don't have authority and dominion over the power of darkness yeah. and the power yeah. of the devil jesus said i'm the head of the church you're my feet and the devil is underneath your feet mm-hmm. that is still true regardless of maybe you've gone through something and you know that's okay and and the Lord gives us grace. He gives us grace to submit to his word, to receive his word and get revelation. You know, Bishop Oyedepo, he also says, he says, the greatest enemy of a believer is not the devil, it's spiritual ignorance. And the cure for spiritual ignorance is divine revelation. Wherever you lack revelation, it's very easy to just believe whatever's happening. But I encourage you, seek out revelation from God because he will give it to you and seek out ministers who preach the full counsel because what you have preached to you, you are empowered to receive revelation on and what you have preached to you, you are empowered to experience in your life. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast today. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Breaker. Also, don't forget to follow our social media at YA underscore power of love. Thanks for listening.